0: Welcome back to The Bracketologist. I am your host, as always, Ben Walnick. I am joined here today with Letify Media's office manager, Annika McMullen. Annika, how's it going?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Uh, I've got an exciting topic today. I've been holding this one for a while. It's a show that's near and dear to my heart, and sounds like it also is for you. We're going to be talking mm-hmm. about Parks and Recreation, and we're going to break down the top 32 characters from the show. So, um, Pretty clear the top eight here, uh, even close to the top 10 are series regulars. We get into some more obscure characters as we get into the teens and the twenties. Um, and then we've got people like Oren who sit in the 32 seed who we won't talk about for very long. Um, so how this works is, uh, ultimately I am the judge and the jury and I'll decide on what moves on. It is Annika's job to argue her case on each matchup. And, uh, Sometimes it's not about who the champion ends up; it's the journey that we'll go through, and uh, I think this will be a fun one and reminiscing on uh, parts of this show because it is an awesome show that uh, I'm due for a rewatch. So me too. Um, I think let's dive right into it. We'll go uh, in a a bracket like this. We'll probably just go with the top seeds and go one through sixteen. Um, rather than going down the left side of the bracket. It'll be a little bit easier for the listeners. So we'll start with our number one overall seed, which I feel like most people probably would end up here with Ron Swanson. Um, He's going up against Oren. And then again, typically here in the first round, We're gonna talk a lot about someone like Ron Swanson as we move through this tournament, so this might just be kind of a little bit of a send off for the character of Orin as we talk about this matchup. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it might be. I mean, my heart goes out to Orin. He's not in too terribly many episodes, and he does have that surprise factor, fear factor, I think some might argue, you know, with the um, people petting zoo. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think we give him a good head nod and move forward.
0: I, I just enjoy like that Halloween episode when he's just c- kind of creepily there in the corner and scares the crap out of Ben Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. um, and then just everybody's disdain for him except for April. It's uh it's pretty fantastic. It's a great cameo, but um, of course, this is this is a pretty easy uh, matchup with Ron advancing, and we'll talk much more about Ron moving on. Um, number two seed, maybe a little bit of an argument here. Some people think um, this could be a few different characters. We're going to go with Andy Dwyer as our number two overall seed. And uh, I think it's fitting that he goes up against our 31 seed, Kyle, who he continuously kicked out of the shine chair for other people and pranked him over and over and over again. Um, what are your thoughts about Kyle?
1: I, I think Kyle's like a mini Jerry Larry Terry. <laughs> like, you know, he just constantly gets kicked or abused. Um, but like Oren, I think we give him the head nod and, and move forward because you do your heart goes out to him a little bit, but at the same time it's hilarious to watch him get – just abused by Andy.
0: And April stealing money out of his wallet and telling him after the (laughs) fact, yeah, I just took the money out of your wallet. And Um, he
1: does nothing about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kyle's a great character because it's just nice to have in a show like this someone that they just beat up on continuously. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, let's move on to our three seed, Leslie Nope, versus our 30 seed, Chang, which most people probably don't even understand who Chang is. Chang was one of the members of Mouse Rat. Um, kind of behind the scenes. He's actually played by Alan Yang, who is um, one of the writers of the show and is actually a pretty uh, good comic genius, uh, but is mostly known as a writer versus an actor. Um, I don't think we really need to spend too much time on this one. Nope. That's a big win for Leslie. It really is. Um, That's one of those like 16 versus one seed in the tournament, and they went by 40. (laughs) Um, Ben Wyatt, our four seed. Uh, that may get some flack when we get down and you see some of these other seeds versus our 29 seed, another member of Mouserat, Burley, who obviously had much more of a speaking part uh, compared to Chang. Uh, but again, a lot of these first round matchups are going to be pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. Any any notes on Burley?
1: You know, I think Burley, like I actually remembered him, whereas Chang I didn't, um, and I think that. Just his annoyance to Andy, or just maybe the voice of realism to Andy, as you know, he usually eats cereal out of frisbees or whatever that might be. (laughs) But, um, so maybe a little bit more of a head nod. However, I, you know, he's not Ben Wyatt. No, he doesn't make any claimations.
0: Uh, no, he does not. And we'll get into that. Um, I would say Burley definitely. He helped carry Mouserat and and keep it together when Andy's kind of on the fritz. And then it was nice seeing towards the end Andy like actually realizing Burley has a good voice and that they should kind of both be singing. And uh, oh, yeah. you know, good character overall, but uh, not nearly involved as some of our other characters. So now we'll go to our five seed, which most people probably think April deserves to be in the top four. She's our five seed in this bracket, going up against Mark Brandanowitz, um, who out of all of the lower seeds is probably seen the most since he's in all of season one and all of season two in every episode. So you're probably talking 25, 26 episodes. Um, Mark just kind of sucked.
1: He does. He's (laughs) so boring. Like I think, you know, no offense to anybody named Mark, but like his personality fits his name. Like there's nothing exciting about him. He's just kind of there. Like the show isn't for realism and you know, the eight to five guys. And that's exactly what Mark is.
0: I, I like how you're like, no offense to anyone with the name Mark, but he's very much a Mark. And then you totally like is totally <laughs> offensive to everyone named Mark. Yeah. Um, Whoops. Ouch. Uh, yeah. We'll talk more about April going on. I think the thing about Mark was they they needed a straight man in the show. Mm-hmm. right? Um, ben took that over a little bit, but you also got the nerdy side of him that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then also Ann Perkins, who we'll talk about in a little bit, is also very much the straight man or woman mm-hmm. in the show and so you didn't really need more than one and so the, he yeah. didn't really serve much of a purpose and like the bouncing stuff off of him and the craziness happening around him you just didn't really ever have the greatest reactions to those so no. it was comedic
1: and i think ann perkins like it was an interesting story dynamic cuz she went from dating somebody like andy dwyer who fell in a pit and broke everything to mark so like it makes sense you know when you date somebody and you swing the total opposite direction it just happens that he's, you know, boring and i think the best part about mark is how he reacts to everybody else's craziness which really doesn't say anything about him. Yeah, like you can just empathize with yeah that's probably how i would have reacted and that's it. yeah.
0: whereas when you get ben wyatt reacting to everyone going crazy about little sebastian it's just so much more comedic. he's, it he's so just is. his timing is just better mm-hmm. obviously too. um number 6 tom haverford versus our 27 seed dr harris. Um, Dr. Harris is the only doctor I think on the show that we really get any time with um, his most famous line is probably talking about the size of Jerry's junk um, and it was the largest he'd ever seen and just that straight man of that hilarious um, showing up to Halloween dressed as a doctor and then bringing I think he brought like wine or liquor and then Ann was like we don't drink that and he's like good I didn't want to give it to you anyways or something like that fine straight character I've got issues with Tom, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But overall, (laughs) he's a much better character. I mean, there's way more high points with Tom than low points.
1: Yeah. I think my favorite moment with Dr. Harris was probably when Andy went to the doctor and realized that, like, he could just tell him anything wrong with him. And Andy just listed everything possible. Like, and all his reaction was, well, I can help you with this one thing, but you're going to have to go see specialists. And just that the moment of having to adult for 30 seconds with Andy was my favorite part, and Dr. Harris is just like, oh my gosh, who is sitting in this office right now?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a deleted scene or if it was actually in the episode, but when Andy is telling Dr. Harris that sometimes after he poops, he's just wiping and wiping and yes. wiping and wiping, and then it just keeps going. It's like there's a marker down there, just yep. keep wiping and wiping. I like, one of, the, it's the hardest I've ever laughed in a long time. Um, and just, you know, Dr. Harris was a good straight man for that, but he's he's no Tom Haverford. So Agreed. Uh, seven seed, Chris Traeger, who uh, when I mentioned this in the office, people were like, how do you have him as a seven seed? He's top five for sure. Um, and he's going up against Wendy Haverford slash whatever her last name ended up being who went off to Canada.
1: Yeah. I mean, Wendy, I'm, I'm even surprised she makes the bracket. Um, Chris's enthusiasm is unmatched. Like, he's that character that hypes people up, you know, except when he's incredibly fearful that he's gonna die or talking about his therapist. Um, so it's it's really no competition, but I, I kind of forgot Wendy existed.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was honestly, it was just real crappy, her getting with Ron, and that just wasn't cool for Tom. Oh, yeah. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not that small of a town to where you'd have to literally go date your ex's boss. Um, now maybe she really didn't know that Tom had feelings for her, but come on. Yeah. Um, Also, oh, there's a lot we can go over with Chris Traeger. I almost put Dr. Richard Nygaard in this bracket, even though we never see him because he just gets mentioned so much. Oh my gosh. Um, Okay, eight seed, Donna, Donna Meagle versus we'll have a run here in the next few matchups of Councilman. This is Councilman Hauser, um, who is, uh, always catches Leslie at the wrong time. And uh I think didn't Donna at some point reference that she had a relationship with councilman Hauser? I'm
1: sure Donna has a relationship with everybody. Yeah.
0: um so I guess that's a fitting first round matchup. Um, there's not much going on with councilman Hauser other than his straight man. What the heck's going on during council meetings? Yeah, um but Donna, come on, Donna's great.
1: Oh, yeah. And honestly, I think my favorite moment with Councilman Hauser, it, I, I believe it was Councilman Hauser when Andy or when Leslie was riding on somebody's back. I think Andy was giving her a piggyback ride or something. And she was like, oh, hey, hey Councilman Hauser. <laughs> and he's just like, what is yeah. happening? Um, other than that, I don't remember too terribly much about him. And I mean, it's, it's Donna. Like, there's no comparison. Yeah.
0: She he, slays. Councilman Hauser was like the only normal person on the city council. And I include Leslie Nope in open that. Um, yeah, but that's, again, that's not going to get you very far in the parks and rec bracket. Oh, uh, sorry. Probably out of everyone on here, maybe one of the better people as far as just being a good person. Uh, but it's Donna by a mile and we'll talk more about her. 100%. Uh, it can be a really tough matchup in the next round for Donna. Mm-hmm. Uh, our nine seed is Jerry, Gary, Larry Gergic versus Councilman Milton, um, who, Probably is no longer with us. Um, Most likely. (laughs) (laughs) um, The 95-year-old councilman that was racist, sexist, um, pretty much anything that you could uh, throw his way. Yeah. Still stuck in the 1920s. Uh, And then there's Jerry. And uh, Jerry is worth a
1: lot of laughs. Sweet Jerry. Sweet Jerry. And honestly, I can't even look Councilman Milton's way after watching him eat that salad with anchovies. Like, get out. There's no conversation. And like... Your heart just goes out to Jerry. I mean, I was reading all of the other people that have done brackets and they're like, oh, screw Jerry. No, No. like it's Jerry Jerry.
0: deserves to make a run. And he
1: slays. Look at his wife and all his daughters. I mean, come on.
0: I know. He's got like the best home life out of everyone. He goes on in the last season when we see how he projects forward. He gets to be the mayor for years and years and years and years. Um, Jerry, like out of everyone, maybe he's the biggest winner out of everyone on Parks and Rec. I don't know. I think so. So we'll get to that. That's going to be a tough matchup in the next round. Next round's going to be a lot harder.
1: Oh my gosh. Um,
0: all right. 10 seed, John Ralphio, Saperstein versus another councilman, Councilman Jam. Um, you see Jam a lot. Um, John Ralphio, you definitely see him across more seasons. And I have a special place in my heart for John Ralphio. I love uh, that character. Some of the best lines and most repeatable lines, for sure. What do you think?
1: I agree. Like, Councilman Jam, I think, has a more interesting dynamic because you don't necessarily know what to expect from him. Whereas, John Ralphio, you know exactly what to expect from him. And he gives you a lot more, you know, one liners and he is funnier. Um, But Jam just adds a different dynamic. Like, the antagonist against Leslie Nope, I mean, the his affinity for Japanese culture that was just randomly sprinkled in there. Um, he's just – I think he's just more dynamic. <coughs> and John Ralphio irritates the crap out of me a lot of the time. So,
0: <laughs> See, I'm the flip. I i mean, yes, John Ralphio mm. definitely annoys me, but I hated Councilman Jam so much that it was almost painful to get through on a rewatch episodes with him because I just – I despise him. Yeah. Whereas John Ralphio is in some of the most rewatchable episodes. Mm-hmm. There are episodes. Ser- That's true. S- centered on Councilman Jam that suck. hmm Like seasons five and six where I'm just like, I really don't want to get through this. if We're going to have to deal with too much jam. Whereas yeah. John Ralphio, we're talking Entertainment 720 and that party. <laughs> we're talking little Sebastian's funeral. Yeah. We're talking the snake juice episode where everyone gets drunk and he's true. trying to dance up on Leslie. Um, there's a lot of plus. He's flushed with cash.
1: He is flushed with cash. cash. <laughs> um,
0: there's like, name me one other than you just got jammed. Is there any other line that you can think of that, and that doesn't even make me laugh? It just makes me cringe.
1: Yeah. That's there's very lines
0: true. with even though there are definitely annoying times, especially when he's, um, kind of screwing Tom on yeah. his business proposition and um, oh, what what is the name of his company that he creates? Which the clothing, one? The clothing company that Tom makes. Oh, my gosh. Rent-A-Swag. Yes. So where he screws him over with his dad, mm-hmm. and then his sister is obviously super annoying. She didn't make this bracket. Ugh. Um But I just think there's way more high points. And if there's episodes that I would want to watch, there's episodes like when Ben tries to go to the accounting firm and then decides not to go there, and then that episode ends with John Ralphio pretending he's an accountant and walking through and then just <laughs> immediately just walking himself out. It's fantastic. Um
1: go out the same way I came. Yeah.
0: It's if it were just up to me, there's a chance John Ralphio makes a deep run in this. I don't think he will because of his next matchup, but we'll talk about that. I'm yeah. gonna. I I don't know if I convinced you or if I'm overruling you, but John Ralphio's uh No, you
1: know. I I do think John Ralphio moves on be, just because he is He's just more interesting to watch. I do think my heart goes out to Councilman Jam, though. I mean, he's clearly lonely. Like, mm-hmm. when Leslie comes and spends time with him over the weekend to get him to pass whatever legislature it was. While he's wearing a kimono. While he's wearing a kimono. I mean, like, he's obviously lonely, and your heart goes out to him. But he is only the antagonist. Whereas Jean-Ralphio, his heart is usually in a decent place. And you can't deny that entre- entrepreneurial spirit. So I do it's, think he moves forward.
0: Yeah, I think it's Jean-Ralphio. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about him. That'll be a good matchup in the next round. But... Ultimately, probably not that close. Uh, 11 seed, one of my personal favorites, Pert Happley, uh, going oh. up against our last councilman on the bracket, Councilman Dexhart, the creepy sex deviant um, that likes to lie to the people and they keep voting him in, which is, you know what, probably a lot to do with our politics. <laughs> it's probably the closest <laughs> to an actual politician that we have in Parks and Rec. Um, it's Pert Happley by a mile, right? Oh my
1: gosh. Like, it's you heard with Pert. Like, there is nothing else to discuss. And his, is just his cute little face. Like, come on now.
0: Just the way he talks. Like, and there, I think there's an NBA Twitter account that like announces news in Pert happily's like, no way, grammar, and it's just it's fantastic.
1: Oh, I, it's the only journalist, the only real journalist ever, Pert happily.
0: Yeah, we're about to talk about another one of the journalists on the show who is a a failure of a journalist. We'll do our 12 seed Ann Perkins against 21 seed Shauna Malway tweet. Who uh, I guess works for the paper, and uh, we don't. She's not very good at telling stories. She's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, love interest a little bit on the side, and then there's of course Ann Perkins, who uh, is a great straight man, and I think we get good comedic moments with her, especially as we get a little bit deeper into the series and get to know her a little bit more. But the whole show is centered around her relationship with Leslie Knope. Uh mm-hmm. so I, she's much more of an essential character. Obviously, she uh, is. What do you think about Shauna?
1: I mean, I like Shauna as a human being, but I didn't like her because she stood in the way of, like, Chris's love life. And she's nothing special. I think she's a pretty face, and that's pretty much it. And Ann Perkins is something special, so.
0: Agreed, which sets up an epic next-round matchup. Um, Now we go to our 13 seed, who the only reason I had her this low is probably because she only shows up in exactly 10 episodes, which was our cutoff. So – if you're looking at the top 15, I believe she's the only one that only appeared in 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Tammy Swanson, uh, Tammy number two, by the way, um, Megan Mullally, which is actually married to uh, Nick Offerman and Ron Swanson in real life. Oh, huh, I didn't know that. Um, versus Herman Lurpus, who most people may not even know just from the name. He's the super tattooed guy that runs the pawn shop, um, who gets some great moments in city council meetings. Um, gets some great moments in the, um, what do you call it, when when everyone gets together to come up with ideas but not city council meetings when they're all, I don't know. Uh, and then obviously when the whole rings, and he's like trying to offer them the right rings, and they end up just going and making their own rings because his are disgusting. Um, he's got some great moments, and he's got some really great lines that are under the radar, but it's, come on, it's Tammy.
1: But there's there's a reason why... You, I don't do they even say his name I mean they may once or twice but I didn't I had to google who this was and Tammy Swanson really she's the only like added dynamic to Ron otherwise you know exactly what to expect from Ron not to take anything away from Ron because we love him dearly however Tammy Swanson switches that up so yeah. she's far more essential to the storyline than Herman Lurpus
0: correct uh love Tammy uh we'll talk a little bit about in the next matchup so let's go to our four. now we're getting into some closer ones we've got our 14 seed Joan Calamezzo um, the great drunk talk show host um, and not a good reporter Mm -hmm. versus one of the only people on this bracket that doesn't have a last name and literally doesn't have a last name on our IMDB it's Lucy who ends up with Tom at the end of things Um, she's barely in 10 episodes they obviously have their relationship there in season 3 I want to say and then she comes back in the last season Um, Joan's a little bit more consistent throughout the show Weaving in and weaving out And obviously some hilarious moments I'd probably lean towards Joan Even though she's a terrible person Because I think you get more comedic moments out of her Like when she's drunk and hungover and passed out And then Ron's forced to host the show and answer questions It's fantastic I don't know, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean Part of me wants to lean Lucy Just because you like seeing Tom happy And happy Tom is the less annoying Tom So just overall Correct she she was essential to tom's life. We like tom. But Joan's hilarious. I mean, she sets up some truly epic moments in the show, like Ron Swanson, the person that just hates people hosting a talk show and taking calls, um telling people how to make tables and whatever it may be. So you can't you can't substitute Joan, you can't substitute Lucy. So
0: um and you're probably too young to no, Joan. Uh, but she was on Mad TV for several years, which was the rival to Saturday Night Live there in the early 2000s. She was hilarious. She's just overall a very funny person and great actress in a comedic role. And I think overall, um, she's she was just more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here is the battle of two female titans. Um, two of the strongest women on the show our 15 seed Jen Barkley versus our 18 seed. Uh Xeno warrior princess herself, Diane Lewis. Uh, this is a tough one.
1: This is a really tough one because Diane is like the only person that shuts down Tammy too, am I right? Yes. Yeah. And then Jen Barkley, her disgust for children, her titanism in politics. I mean, you can just look at her and you're like, wow, she knows what she's doing. Um, But Diane has the same thing. But she's a middle school principal, so you just – you have two totally different dynamics coming from them. But I don't know, Jen isn't essential to any other character that, you know, has my heart. Diane is.
0: Yeah, and like, okay, so Jen is hilarious and I absolutely like way more funny than Diane, obviously. For sure. Um, and ultimately this is a comedy, but our number one overall seed is really tamed by no one except for his Love and friendship with Leslie. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, his love for Diane and Diane's kids, and Diane really wrangling him.
1: And if you think about it, Diane's kids create a ton of hilarious moments with Ron. Like the 100%. day that they spend in his office and he's More got. They,
0: and they cut their own hair. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'd lean towards Diane on this. Um, again, Jen has funnier moments, but Diane's importance to the show and being able to kind of, you know, like I said, wrangle in Ron a little bit. I think that's uh, it's important to the show, and I think that was impressive, and it deserves at least making it to the next round. I concur. Uh, all right. Our last first round matchup is a very interesting one. We have our 16 seed, the beloved Ethel Beavers, versus our 17 seed, Craig <laughs> Middlebrooks, um, who's very loud, very obnoxious, also um, spends time with Dr. Richard Nygaard. Um, and uh, yeah. I am not a Craig guy. Um, I enjoy Ooh. his uh, his show, a Billy, Billy Eichner's show, uh, where he takes his screaming routine onto the streets of New York with celebrities and has fun with that. It's enjoyable. It's, uh, it's not my least favorite part of the show, but it's like I never really found a lot of those moments as the show's most endearing, whereas when you have Ethel Beavers being dragged out into the winter to read back the testimony uh, of Leslie professing her love for Ben – Um, And just when they're on the fourth floor and Ethel's up on the fourth floor and just like the disgust Tom Haverford has in being up there and then having to deal with Ethel. It's just stuff like that is um, fantastic, I think.
1: It is. And I I do think it's a good add-in. And, you know, Craig wasn't essential for most of Parks and Rec, honestly. I mean, he came in the middle-ish last seasons. Um, But, man, his crazy eye twitch – I can empathize with sometimes that you have those days where you're just like, oh my gosh, what more could go wrong? And that's Craig, like in a nutshell. He encompasses that like scream that I think all of us want to have sometimes. And you just you can't help but laugh at him because you get it
0: for sure. Um. So I, I mean, I don't
1: I, know which one to go with, honestly.
0: I I lean towards Ethel just because.
1: She's God, more essential throughout. God bless her. Yes, God bless the <laughs> Ethel Beavers.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think so. Craig goes and add in Ethel, even though she appeared in less episodes, was weaved more throughout the entire show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go there. None of them stand a chance in the next round. So it's yeah, it's semantics true. at this point. Okay, so we're into our sweet sixteen. Here is our our sweet sixteen. We've got our number one overall seed Ron versus our sixteen seed Ethel Beavers. We've got our two-seed Andy Dwyer versus our 18-seed Diane Lewis. We have our – actually, I'll just go down the left side of the bracket. We've got Jerry versus Donna. We've got Ben Wyatt versus Tammy Swanson. and Perkins versus April. Epic matchup there. Ooh. Andy versus Diane. Jean-Ralphio versus Chris Traeger. Leslie Note versus Joan Calamezzo. And Pert Hapley versus Tom Haverford. Um, really solid 16 um, let's go straight back to our one seed. And I, again, I don't think this needs to be a long conversation. Ron Swanson advances over Ethel Beavers in a 100%. very easy matchup. Andy Dwyer versus Diane Lewis, I think, also is a pretty quick matchup. We'll get more in Andy. Uh, Diane deserved to win in that first round, um, but just doesn't appear enough, and not many laughs are directly from her. Important role, but um, I mean... Come on. It's it's not Andy. It's not Andy. Andy. Uh, Our three seed is Leslie versus Joan Calamezzo. Um, Her uh, actress, by the way, Mo Collins, who was on Mad TV. Uh, Again, a lot of laughs with Joan, but uh, Leslie. Yep. So we're going to zip through, I think, a lot of this round. Okay, here's a tough one for you, I think. Not for me, but I think for you. Our four seed, Ben Wyatt, versus our 13 seed, Tammy Swanson.
1: Oh man, I mean obviously Ben is essential and especially to Leslie Leslie's happiness. Um and I do think his dry sarcasm and the dry humor that he brings is critical. Um But Tammy's insane. And you just look at her and she adds so much some something so different. But it's Ben.
0: Yeah, I think it's Ben. Um I think if Here's the thing with Tammy. I think if she appeared in the show more, this would be more of an argument, but if True. she appeared in the show more, it wouldn't have been as effective cuz when she popped up, you knew craziness was happening yep. and it was awesome. Yeah. Um and some of those episodes like the the Tammy episode 1 and the Ron and Tammy episode 2 some of the high like peaks of the show. Yep. But just general importance and the arc of the show and in my opinion the strongest the show ever was was season three and season four, when you're getting Ben and Leslie interacting with each other, secretly kind of falling in love, having their relationship behind the scenes, then trying to work together and not be in a relationship and then ultimately coming together. Like that 30, 35 episodes is probably the best the show ever was.
1: 100%.
0: Um, And then Ben's nerdiness that you get Oh. Uh, like you said, the dry humor, you kind of get the Jim Halpert where he's the one looking at the camera and is like, what am I doing here in Pawnee? Um, and then like the Ice Town, Ice Clown stuff is hilarious. Oh my
1: gosh. And not understanding little Sebastian and his importance yes. to Pawnee, just yes. critical. And although I love what Tammy does to Ron, even though we do know that's terrible for him, like when they take off, that that kills me. But that's one, maybe two episodes yeah, so sorry. I,
0: I think it's Ben Wyatt, and uh, it's honestly just a really tough tough matchup for Tammy. I think uh, there's there's a world that Tammy ends up in in our Elite Eight, um, but ultimately we have a really strong six to eight that are going to be there. So yep. let's go to another tough matchup, uh, a matchup that we saw a lot in the show, yeah. and that is April Ludgate, our five seed, versus Ann Perkins, our twelve seed. Um, Ann, obviously, very important to the show, but like we said. A little bit more of that straight man uh, super important to the relationship with Leslie that's what the whole show is really built on that's how the whole pit and park thing like happened for the first few seasons and uh, ultimately she leaves in the last season with Chris whereas April's there the whole time and you know a lot of this show is really secretly the growth of April From this intern that didn't want to be there and didn't care about anything to, at the end of this show, a family woman that's having a kid with Andy Dwyer and has found this, you know, her path in life. And so while the show is mostly about Leslie's growth from leading the parks department to eventually trying to build herself up in the government, um. It's also like mostly about April's growth from kind of being a little bit of a mini Leslie in a very different way with a de- very different personality. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: I think you're t- you're looking at two totally different aspects of the show. Anne brings a lot of that heartfelt change because if you think about it, one of the most heart wrenching episodes is when Anne was leaving. That I mean, that adds a totally different dynamic. But April and watching her growth also adds a lot more and i don't think you necessarily realize that it's happening but your heart goes out to april almost as much if not more even though throughout the entire show her antics weren't heartfelt whatsoever and if you look at it from a different dynamic of you know your favorite two matchups of people her and ron's relationship is just undeniably amazing so
0: i mean it's if you're looking at the if you're looking at the top 3 seats that we have in Ron, Andy and Leslie. April is the most is the one person that is most connected to all three of those. Mm-hmm. Because Ron and Andy have a great relationship, but it's not nearly as deep as Ron and April. April and Leslie have a much deeper relationship than Andy has with Leslie. Leslie and Ron obviously have a really close relationship, mm-hmm. but um yeah, out of out of everyone, she's the most connected intertwined with the biggest characters on this show deep deep relationships with the top three and for that reason um she'll probably end up making a pretty deep run here and that's going to be another interesting matchup in the elite eight but i I think it's pretty easy april over i
1: i agree and honestly like i think more surprises come out of april Anne is a straight shooter but all of a sudden april will be in venezuela or um she'll be Janet Snakehole and you just you never know what to expect from her you know it's going to be antics but you don't know what kind of antics yeah
0: it's it she's she's very 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 important to the show as i just outlined but she's also one of the funnier people in the show Agreed. i think with her dry humor that she has mm-hmm. but then there's also really really important serious moments with her and yeah. her growth um let's go to our 6 seed Tom Haverford versus our 11 seed Perd Happily um i love perd i love the word with perd I love uh the way perd talks. I'm not gonna try because I'm just not very good at it um I think I've got floss with Tom that's gonna come out in the next matchup, but I think Tom probably deserves to advance here because he's very important to the show he's he's in the show a ton more than pert is obviously, and Tom's highs are awesome mm-hmm. when he's naming all of his slang for all the like chicky chicky fry fries and I call forks food rakes mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. It's very, very funny. He's the Entertainment 720 stuff that he did was great. There are definitely times he got annoying and For when sure. he wasn't happy and when he's trying to, they were trying to force that Tom and Ann relationship. Some of that stuff was painful. Oh,
1: so painful.
0: Um, but overall, I, I think you get more out of Tom than you get out of Purd, even though Purd is maybe my favorite like, role
1: player. Yeah. And I'm, I think you hit the nail on the head. Tom has to advance. But your heart goes out to PURD.
0: Yep. Um, okay, here's a sort of difficult matchup. Chris Traeger, our seven seed versus our ten seed, John Ralphio. Um, I think Chris is so much more important to the show, even though John Ralphio may be the most memorable and memeable uh, role player that we had uh, on Parks and Rec. And you get great moments from him. Um, getting I got run over by Alexis I mean there's so much great stuff from John Ralphio uh, him getting lifted by uh, Roy Hibbert and death that left shrimp up to dunk a basketball and just like just ridiculous ridiculous things overall though I think Chris Traeger more important to the show more important to the heart of the show and you still get very very funny moments in a very different way
1: yeah and I think the only thing I although I love Chris John Ralphio, like, he's the reason, to me at least, why Tom is so funny sometimes. That their relationship creates those funny moments that I enjoyed Tom the most, most likely. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed John Ralphio the most. But Chris and his, A, enthusiasm. I mean, he is kind of like a male Leslie Nope, And just his consistent, sporadic nature it is more crucial.
0: And maybe one of the funniest lines in the entire show surprisingly comes from Chris Traeger when he has the flu and he's just staring at the mirror and he says, Stop pooping. <laughs> I mean, just unbelievable. Um, and and just a true renaissance of the career of Rob Lowe. Um mm-hmm. just great stuff. And this was a great launching point uh for uh, Jean Ralphio who is played by Ben Schwartz and he's honestly uh, gone on to have a really good career but just there was you didn't really know you could get this type of performance out of Rob Lowe you're yeah. more used to seeing him in a serious role uh, in the 80s and the 90s and then he was on the West Wing and then all of a sudden he comes in here and he's just like in this funny role and it's uh, it's pretty great I think Chris is more important to the show mm-hmm. and um, you still get great funny moments from him and he's he's they're both very unique characters. That, sure, it's sure. a tough matchup, I think it's Chris.
1: It is, agreed. All right, oh.
0: last opening round matchup, and this is when we really, this is the the first time that we're having a matchup between two people, I guess Anne and April, but like uh, Donna and Jerry, is two people that throughout pretty much the entire show are in the opening credits. Like they're, these are two top 10 people. It's our eight seed versus our nine seed. Um, it's really tough.
1: Yeah. And I can't decide. Like most of these I came into it knowing who would probably win and who what I I would articulate for each character. I can't. I mean, Donna and Tom's relationship is fantastic, but Jerry Larry or Terry, I don't know. I think he's more he's the constant, you know, punching bag and that comedic relief, but is given when he screws everything up every single time, always. I just don't know.
0: Um, My text tone for a long time was, treat yourself. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. Now, is that more Tom versus Donna? I feel like Donna at times can be a little mean-spirited, and you never get that from Jerry. Jerry is such a True. good soul. True. And, I mean, Some of the funniest moments and rewatchable moments are Jerry when he's reaching over and he's ripping his pants when he has this fart attack. I mean, like, there's so much about Jerry, and I think you just get more laughs there. 100%. Both of these characters, for the most part, are more we're really just here on the side for comic relief. Mm -hmm. And their stories get a little bit more in-depth when we get later into later seasons, and you lose Chris and Anne, and there's more playing time then for them. Mm Mm-hmm. I just think I think Jerry deserves to move on because I think he's a little bit of a better person, yeah, and um, I think you just pound for pound when Jerry is on camera and Jerry's getting lines you're you're laughing a lot of the time,
1: yeah, and I think the only Jerry's the better person, Donna, I would think is the better friend, like you know that Jerry's there for you, but it's just not utilized. Donna's <laughs> there for
0: you, but he's not gonna be able to actually help,
1: yeah, no, he'll most likely end up hurting in some way, shape, or form. Um, but Donna pulls Tom out of a lot of dark moments, I think. Especially when he's, you know, looking for Lucy and Tom is going through his annoying struggles. But Jerry, I mean, he's the mayor. Can you really vote the mayor yeah. of Pawnee out of this bracket right now?
0: And the uh when Leslie's campaigning and Jerry is addressing oh and gosh. sending all of the envelopes and looking for all those donations. Donna's not helping. She's ordering food to just watch him or when he loses his ring in the drain and she she's just there to laugh at him and basically like enjoy his company, but like she's not really helping. Whereas Jerry's like, I'm gonna redo all of these envelopes and I'm gonna do it all and I'll be here until four o'clock in the morning, but I'm gonna do it. He's a team player and Jerry Jerry, even though he he lacks some common sense sometimes and he is a fumbling dumb idiot at times. He's got a great family life as Dr. Harris said. He's hung like a horse. <laughs> uh, he's obviously, like you said, slaying it if you look at his family. And he's even though he's the punching back, he still loves everybody. Always. It's got it's Jerry.
1: It's undeniable.
0: All right, we have our elite eight. We Ooh. have Ron Swanson versus our nine seed Jerry Gergich. We have our two seed Andy Dwyer versus our seven seed Chris Traeger. We have our three-seed Leslie Note versus our six-seed Tom Haverford. And we have our four-seed Ben Wyatt versus our five-seed April Ludgate. Oh, man. Okay. let's. We just had a great conversation, and we talked about Jerry a lot. Mm-hmm. It's an easy move on for Ron over Jerry. Yeah. And we don't need I, I – we're going to, I think, in the final four, we'll talk deeply about Ron because we haven't talked about him yet. Yeah. Love Jerry. Definitely deserve to be here, I think. Everyone should be proud that Jerry made a run to the elite eight. Yeah, he's not getting past Ron.
1: Nope.
0: Um, Andy Dwyer versus Chris Traeger.
1: Man, I mean, I don't know. It. I do think it hurts Chris that he's not in the show the entire time. Yes. Um, I love the dynamic between Chris and Ben when they first come in, and you know, Chris tosses everybody up and Ben slams everybody down. I, and I love Chris and Ann's relationship. But I love Andy and April's relationship way more. And Andy has a deeper relationship with more people in the show. Well, as deep as Andy can get. Yeah. In comparison to Chris.
0: Um, also, Andy did leave the show briefly there for like almost one complete season. But he was filming Guardians of the Galaxy. So we'll, we can forgive him. We'll forgive him for that. Um, I love how he comes back and he's like lost all this weight. And he's super fit for Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're like, how'd you lose all that weight? And he's like, I stopped drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, there's a reason we haven't talked much about Andy yet because I think it's obviously his importance to the show and his stardom being launched from this show, the comic relief you get from him. Um, There's a reason that he was the two seed, whereas Mm -hmm. we've kind of had to battle a little bit with Chris, so we've talked more about him. I think it's Andy, and it's not close. Um, He's just so lovable.
1: He is, and I think you can empathize with watching him grow up. I mean – I didn't eat dinner off a of frisbee or go to the doctor for everything all at once, but you just you empathize with him learning about just things in general running into an ambulance I mean, I think I've watched that a zillion times
0: um yeah, I mean a uh, pound for pound he might be the funniest person out of the entire show just if you're looking for every for every line that he has or whoever. If you look at anybody, for every line that they have, how many times are you laughing? I feel like he's probably up there at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's going to be enough to carry him to victory, but we'll no, no, no. we'll get there. Yep. All right, three seed, Leslie Nope versus our six seed, Tom Haverford.
1: I feel like this is tougher for you than me.
0: Oh, I think it's Leslie.
1: I also think it's Leslie. I mean, Tom is far too annoying, and I know Leslie can get irritating sometimes, but her energy and her love for other people is unmatched.
0: Yeah, I think um, – It comes down to sometimes Leslie was annoying. Sometimes Tom was annoying. Um, Leslie was annoying, but always in an endearing way and always caring and always loving everyone and looking out for other people before herself. Yeah. Um, Whereas Tom is looking out for himself before others a lot of the time, and that's when he became annoying. Yeah. Um, And
1: Tom needs checked like consistently. Um, Leslie only needs checked when she's sleeping for 45 minutes and putting everything into binders. Yes. So.
0: Um, I think that one's not very close. I think... The, high, the highest of highs with Tom is I'd put up there with just about anyone in the show on as far as, as when you're having fun with Tom and it's a good Tom episode. Like I said, the Entertainment 720 party or when they oh. unveil Entertainment 720. Um, that that type of episode for Tom is, is great. And then when you get into the episodes where he's trying to woo Anne and he's just being super annoying and making dumb decision after dumb decision. Like oh. when they're recording the... Uh, theme song for Leslie's uh, campaign and he's just like showing up like soaked in the rain to like bring flowers and stuff to Anne and he's just like and then like announcing his love for her in front of everyone and stuff like that it's so annoying and yeah the lows for Tom are up there with anyone as far as uh, tough to get through those episodes yeah um, so it's Leslie last matchup this is a really tough one this one hurts our four seed Ben Wyatt versus our five-seed April Ludgate. Um,
1: I don't think it's much of a conversation, though. Like, it hurts only because you don't want to say goodbye to Ben.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, ben, we haven't talked about a ton. I, the cones of Dunshire.
1: Cones of Dunsher.
0: Are just unbelievable. The claymation.
1: Oh, man. The. I think everybody in quarantine can relate to his claymation. And just yeah. going insane. I mean, that's so relatable.
0: Well. The highs with Ben are so much fun, and when he's battling with Leslie, like at the um, what is it when they're representing all the countries? The um,
1: oh, um,
0: I can't think of the name of it because it's um, oh wow, that's gonna drive it's the world uh, ah not the world council. What am I? UN mock UN.
1: Yep, model Um, UN. Yep. Yeah.
0: And Andy's there saying, I've gotten all of the – I traded my army for the lions. (laughs) And April's the moon. And April's the moon. Um, That's a a pretty good episode. That's in the middle of the tension between Ben and Leslie when they're trying to work together and sort of be friends. But Leslie wants to be friends, but Ben wants to be with her, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's the – when he sees the Game of Thrones throne as the gift and just like melts –
1: and makes that face, and he face keeps shutting he down the
0: accountants when he's having to deal with living with Andy and April and the ridiculousness that's happening oh, there. Um, there's so much that's fun. Ben dressed in a full Batman outfit, like stuff like that. Uh, there's so many great moments with Ben, and also oh, it's really hard because you also think of the most emotional moments for the show. And when you get Ben and Leslie breaking up and then you get Ben and Leslie getting back together at the world's tiniest park, like it's one of the most emotional moments in the entire show's run. That's true. Um, But, and I'll put a big but on that, you could say the same thing about April, um, maybe not the most emotional moments in the show, Mm -hmm. but her growth and her relationship with Leslie and how that grows. And her relationship obviously with Andy and that being for some of the best moments and then also emotional moments. Mm-hmm. And then her relationship with Ron. I think it's you know it's Ron and Leslie and it's Ron and April and those are the maybe the two most important connections in the entire show. Yeah. Um, so I think for importance to the show, I don't know about the most laugh out loud moments because I think a lot of the ones you get with April more so have to do Andy than April mm-hmm. and it's that relationship. But you still get great moments from her. Mm-hmm. But she is the connective tissue that kind of ties all this together,
1: Which is crazy, because she's the one that claims that, you know she hates dealing with people. And if you look at it, I think she has more relationships with each person in the show. I mean, she would rival Leslie. Yeah, she'd get at least close, because even though she hated Anne, she still set Anne and Tom up, did she not?
0: Yeah, and she I mean, look, she has if you go through the top eight seeds, like we said, Ron, Andy and Leslie, super close relationship with April um april has a really good relationship with ben by the end of this because they work together in dc and they live together mm-hmm. um and then you go over to uh, she's the five seed six seed maybe tom's her weakest relationship that she has out of the top eight but she's a great relationship working for chris chris wanted her to move to indianapolis to work for her mm-hmm. she's a great relationship with donna oh yeah um, jerry loves her even though she hates jerry like um so if, if you go through it that way, like, yeah, she's super connected to everyone on this show, at least on the main cast. And I, I think she's she's an integral part of it, which why, is why I think she deserves to probably be in the final four. Agreed. So we've got Ron versus April and Andy versus Leslie. That is our final four. That's probably where I think we should end it up. Those, all four of those characters appeared in every season. So we just eliminated the last character in the Elite Eight that um, he you know Ben wasn't in season one and wasn't in season two until the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um. yeah oh man good final four it is one seed Ron five versus five seed April two seed Andy versus three seed Leslie Ron versus April
1: ah uh, I think that's really tough yeah I mean Ron does make me laugh more and like I have the drive to want to meet Ron because you just like for me I just want to give him a hug like I think he's just even though he'd hate it like I just I love Ron and I love his dynamic with Leslie but I also have the same thing with April. So I just, oh, I, I can't decide.
0: Okay, so I think it's Ron. One, the show's called Parks and Recreation, and he runs the department.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, two, he, out of everyone on the show, probably has the most memorable quotes and most memorable memes. Like him, him rolling into the office – wearing his red shirt after having that, sex yeah. with Tammy 1. Um, I mean, you just use that as like a happy gif all the time. Yep. Um, his quote about bring me all the bacon and eggs that you have. Mm-hmm. Son, I don't think you heard me. What you probably thought you heard was I want a lot of bacon and eggs, but I want all, all of the, the bacon, bacon and eggs, eggs you have. Um, the, the pyramid of greatness and going through that and mm-hmm. teaching the kids basketball, I'm sure. Yep. As you get as a volleyball coach seeing him teach oh, basketball. My gosh. Yes. Um, there's just... There's just two, and then all the Ron and Tammy stuff, plus what we were just talking about with April. Ron's relationship with Leslie is the heartbeat of this show. Ron's relationship with April is super important in the show. Him seeing Andy as a son and helping him go into college, Mm -hmm. great part of the show. Um, He's a mentor for people like Tom and giving Tom his job back after Entertainment 720 failed he ends up actually having a good relationship with Chris when Chris is trying to mentor him to possibly become a city manager. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you calling, never calling Ann by her name and just calling her nurse. Cause she didn't want her to get too close. Like <laughs> there's so much great things. seeing a puppy lick his face and just his disgust on his face. Oh my gosh. There's just so much going for Ron. The cold, there's so many cold opens surrounding Ron where mm-hmm. he pulls his tooth out just to make people Tom faint. Yeah. Um, I could just go on and on on the moments I remember Ron drunk the snake juice episode and dancing.
1: Oh, my goodness. It's the best. It is the best. And honestly, when um, I think it was Tammy 1 came into the show, he was clean shaven, asking Leslie for permission for something, and she smacked him. Yes. Like that, I I have that saved on my phone because yes. on a rough day, that's exactly what I go to. I mean- and I've, I feel like I've taken life advice from Ron. Like, if someone feels like they're getting too close to me and I don't appreciate it, I'll call him by the wrong name. Yep. Like, Ron's a uh, just a phenomenal mentor for a whole lot of people in the show. Yeah. For everybody in the in the top four.
0: I think April maybe is a cornerstone. She's in the final four. She's a cornerstone of the show and is super, super important And mm-hmm. her growth in the show. She grows a lot more, probably. Ron does grow, but, you know, he ends up becoming a, a good family man. Mm-hmm. Um, and like actually has friends and relationships where he was just completely on an island by himself at the beginning. Mm-hmm. April probably had maybe the most growth out of. All four of these characters had huge that's what's great about the show. It Everyone is. had a great uh path.
1: But it still makes you laugh. Yes. Like there's a heartfelt dynamic yes. but you're always laughing still.
0: Yes. And I think ultimately if you're looking at this matchup pound for pound it's a comedy and you're getting even though you get all that emotional stuff from Ron, you're getting more laughs. Mhm. So I think it's Ron.
1: Oh, I think I agree with you.
0: We we we've agreed through this entire episode, which maybe makes for bad audio, but uh, you're all listening still if you're at this point. So,
1: but who can deny that Ron isn't like when you think of one of the funny, funniest characters, it's either Ron or Andy.
0: Yeah, I think if the when this show is thirty years from now, Ron's going to be the most remembered character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, number two seed Andy Dwyer versus our three seed Leslie. Nope. This may be an even more difficult matchup.
1: I I agree. Cause you can't to me, I don't think you can like eliminate both of them without having a hang up. This may be our only <laughs> disagreement.
0: Yeah. Um again, comedy, pound for pound. Andy is way funnier, but not nearly as many emotional moments as Leslie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you clearly, obviously, get a ton of funny moments with Leslie. I mean, yeah. she's she's the main character in most episodes. Yeah. Um, the Greg Pakitis Halloween episode Pekaitis. in season two, um, fantastic. Um, I can probably point to more moments with Andy that like were laugh out loud, but the heartbeat and everything running through this whole department and the growth and then the campaign and then now not being in charge of the Parks Department, but being in charge of, you know, or trying to get to that point, and then in the last season running the, sec- being the Secretary of the Interior. Um, it's probably Leslie, just because of her importance to the show and the show surrounds her, even though Andy ultimately is a funnier character.
1: Yeah. I mean, Leslie is crucial. And watching her be a parent of triplets, like is so comedic, and although that I don't Andy makes you laugh so hard, and I am a huge Chris Pratt fan mm-hmm. in general, but you can't I mean the whole show revolves around Leslie, and she she's the reason why some of these characters made it where they did because she pulls them through some things like Anne she's the, like her relationship with Leslie was the whole reason why I liked Anne.
0: Yeah, it's you know, this is a Parks and Rec bracket, just looking at Parks and Recreation. Yeah, And this was the pinnacle of Amy Poehler's career. She was great on Saturday Night Live, and then she was so good on Saturday Night Live that I can literally be the leading woman in a very successful seven-season-long sitcom, Um, which is why she probably deserves to be in the championship. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at this bracket and you're trying to pick out who launched their career from here and this was the their m- meteoric moment, then it's Chris Pratt as Andy Dwyer because yeah. he's literally gone on to be you know, a superhero mm-hmm. in Marvel and also, you know, running the Jurassic Park franchise now, yeah, and is in Blockbuster after Blockbuster. So if you look at it, every single person on this list and and who was this show most important for is Chris Pratt and Andy Dwyer. But if you're looking for the apex of a career, and And the show literally couldn't run without her. she was the centerpiece of the show. Mm-hmm. It's Leslie No
1: that's true, but if I'm naming a favorite character out of the both of them, I'm picking Andy and Fair enough. if you look at it, you know he was shining shoes, which isn't working. I mean that's working for City Hall, not the parks and Rec department, but he was he took over April's job at one point.
0: okay, well, if you really want to start at the beginning, he lived in a pit
1: that's very true um and broke. Everything. Did he break both of his legs? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So lived in a pit, was literally homeless. Then was, <laughs> did before his shoe shine, he was just like an assistant and getting paid hourly to be security for the Greg Pekaitis situation. Yeah. Then eventually became the shoe shine, and then worked his way up to having his own TV show as Johnny. We haven't even talked about Johnny Karate.
1: I was just about to say that. Johnny Karate and his FBI character, Burt Macklin. Burt Macklin. I FBI. Mean, Burt Macklin, FBI, there are so many Halloween costumes wrapped around that. But if you're referencing like the kind of person, I mean, I guess I've never heard anybody say, oh, you know, that's the Andy Dwyer of whatever, but you hear people referencing Leslie Nope consistently. I mean, she's, yeah. she's an idol for that kind of human being.
0: She's, she also definitely had her annoying moments in the moments where you're like, I'm suffering through, it's another episode where we're getting really episodic and Leslie is throwing a wrench in people's plans and annoying people, and we have to rein her in. There are definitely episodes like that where it's like, oh, we're doing this again with Leslie. Yeah. Whereas, you never really get that from Andy because you you just know he's there for fun. Mm
1: -hmm. And he does something. And, I mean, as as much as we haven't said this, Andy does have his heartfelt moments. Giving up Johnny Karate and, like, that dynamic, that sadness for April, he didn't even think about it, though. Well, and
0: all the sacrifices he made trying to get April back.
1: That's very true. I didn't think about that
0: um this is this is I think out of everything and even when we end up here in the championship I think this is the closest matchup that we have agreed um yeah I'd lean towards Andy is my favorite character I lean towards Leslie is the most important character
1: so it's really just what we're basing it off of because I agree with that I think people would be shocked if Leslie was in the championship though because when I was thinking about it yesterday, mm-hmm. I saw it coming down to Andy and Ron. Because those are my two favorite characters. But you can't have the show without Leslie. But Ron's, or not Ron, Andy's quote of when he's depressed. Mm-hmm. Can't sleep, overeating, all of that. I mean, that's that one kills me. And I will it's say and that, is relatable.
0: I will say this, though. Like, there's, there's merchandise and everything around Leslie Nope And, like, this whole, um, like... Laid back fun, like feminist movement behind Leslie Nope, where, like, I mean, I have like my wife and like her friends and stuff, like they they like used Leslie Nope as like a tool in both memes and stuff like that to talk about like, you know, like girl power because mm-hmm. like that was Leslie Nope is all about that. You don't really get any of that from Andy. It's just like Andy's fun,
1: yeah, that's true,
0: and he could never figure out what his band name should be, which is a flaw
1: <laughs> that's true. He's not decisive. He isn't overly intelligent. I do think I can, off the top of my head, I think he had one piece of good advice, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, Ah. it's like
0: Andy's. Andy's definitely the most fun, and like I said, Leslie's the most important, and I, 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 the the show doesn't exist without her. Mm -hmm. Um, so even though personally I think both of us feel like Andy is the most fun and maybe personally our favorite. I think if you're looking through it of the lens of importance, it's gotta be Leslie.
1: It's, it has to be. It, it does just because there isn't a show without her.
0: Yeah. And look, I, I think if you just see this bracket, people are going to be like, how the heck did Andy not make it to the championship? But I think if you listen to us talk about this is a painful decision, this is as close as it gets. This yep. is double overtime in the final four. Yep. Um, And then when we get to our championship here where we have our one seed Ron Swanson versus our three seed Leslie, nope. I think this is a much easier conversation than either semifinal matchup.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I feel like that's usually how it goes in sports anyway.
0: A hundred percent. A lot of the time, and through all these brackets we've done, a lot of the time you get to the championship and it's like, I don't know if the winner of Ron April beats both Andy or Leslie. I think April versus either of those is really close. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ron's just the best character. And I think, you know, when we're talking about Andy versus Leslie and your like importance to the show, yes, Leslie is the centerpiece of the show. And that's why we have her over Andy. But I feel like her relationship with Ron and Ron's everlasting impact on the show and people always looking back to Ron, I think they're going to think of Ron first quotes from Ron imagery of Ron before they're going to think of Leslie, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. He was the rock. He was the dad. And although he called everybody a workplace proximity associate, you know he cared. He just wouldn't ever say it. So and I mean, he's he, the
0: only one that could rein Leslie in for the most part. And whenever true. Leslie was in her darkest places, she'd go to Ron, and Ron would be able to give him give her good advice. You know, mm-hmm. and don't if we just, don't half ass two things, whole ass one thing.
1: I have that on a board in my home, like, it's, <laughs> and it's I I think that if we just articulated that Leslie is. Is the centerpiece of the show. Without Ron, Leslie wouldn't have been the person that she was.
0: No, and, and she would have fallen flat on her face, and she wouldn't have been successful in what her was her ascent through the government and and growth as a person. She probably never would have end, ended up happy and marrying someone unless Ron was ra- reining her in and and giving her good advice. Mm-hmm. And if you combine that dad mentorship with his growth as a character from being an isolated, you know, weirdo in his own way mm-hmm. to still always having those traits, but ending up really caring about a lot of people in the workplace and friends, and then finding you know, a wife and raising kids and having a kid.
1: There is one thing we haven't talked about though. When Ron and Leslie didn't speak. I don't remember how that all went down. It was Morningstar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he became a contractor, right?
0: Yeah, but it also came down to that Leslie was too busy to him, and he was going to come to her for a job, and then she stood up. and she him stood up. him up. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, I think and that then that just... and then
0: and then Ron. It wasn't like spiteful. He's just like, then I just need to go start uh, my own private company, and it's and it, I think and then she took it the wrong way.
1: I think that's the buzzer.
0: Yeah. She stood him up. She did. Ron wins.
1: And not to say that she didn't make it right, but she... Ron was correct in. I mean he did everything he could he saved face the entire time he was you know the person that he was he was and always going to be the whole time despite the conflict yeah
0: and just the imagery of once leslie designated him to run a national park and him alone in the canoe out there it's just
1: oh it's killer Yep. yeah okay
0: all right i think we came to a good conclusion i think most people are going to be happy that ron was the champion We may have some people upset that Leslie was in the final over Andy, um, but I think we had a really strong bracket, and I think we came to the right conclusion. I concur. All right. This was a lot of fun, Annika. Thanks for coming on.
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be here.
0: All right. Until next time.